Tone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will we make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On Podcast with me, Steve and Chris. Um, today we are going to discuss some cleanliness tips. Um, we are all still recording from home as we work from home during the um, ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Did I say it right? Yeah, I did say it right, yeah, didn't I? Yeah. Wow. Um, where we've been instructed that we have to keep clean, um, you know, wash our hands to the tune of happy birthday, etc. So Steve twice. is going to twice, yeah. So Steve is going to give us some insights um into that from the nineteen fifties, I believe. I thought you were going to really say Steve's going to sing happy birthday. Well you can sing happy birthday if you want, but Well on, only only since recently because for a long time, do you remember it was still under um copyright, so um technically oh, yes. you weren't allowed to, but it has just come out of what? some kind of oh, yeah, no, it's true. Genuinely you you would not you should not have been ever saying happy birthday without paying a license fee. That's ridiculous. Whose license is it? Whose song But is luckily, it? you know, we're in a, a situation now where that has gone because otherwise, how would we have known how long to wash our hands for? Indeed, yes. The water gets too hot, is my way of doing it. <laughs> You've got hot water in your house, Steve? I presumed it was... Um, <laughs> I don't think there was hot water. from a well uh, outside. I have the staff warm it up a little. Also, can I just make a very small comment of the fact that I cannot get away from seeing these as fish bones from last week. These waves. Oh, I didn't do that, did I? I forgot to put up a, a, a screenshot of the waveform of Steve talking, as you can see in front of him, <laughs> which he said looked like fish bones. He's now not, I can only see fish bones. Wrong. And I looked at this a one, of fish of going past. coming towards the middle of Steve now, and that looks very like a fish bone. Well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 There's a tail yeah. and I can see a, a mouth. Yeah. I think I once owned that goldfish and that's it returned onto me as a skill. <laughs> there is now, as you listen to this, if you look on at the Pass It On pod on Twitter, you will see a screen grab of what we're talking about. Oh. I'm not sure it will actually help you. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, but it's fine. <laughs> Let's it dive right in and do a tip. Okay. Let's jingle me in. Dirty jobs. If you wear an overall <laughs> for doing the chores... It's a good idea to fasten the cuffs by looping a small elastic band through the buttonhole and round the button. The sleeves can then be pulled up and down without unfastening the cuffs. Helpful when doing a wet or dirty job. Mrs D. Goodall, 8 Round Drive, Woodley, Reading. Now there's a good idea for us. Steve, you just wanted to do you could say dirt. That's all you want. That's why we're doing this, not because of <laughs> because you want to say dirt as many times as possible. I enjoy saying the word dirt. Yes, I do. Uh, in fairness, it, it's Steve's adoring public that is demanding that as much as it is uh, Steve demanding that. <laughs> adoring public? <laughs> Take me through that tip again, Steve. Right. The idea, I'll paraphrase, right? The idea is that you have overalls, um, mm-hmm. oil suit type thing I'm imagining, and it has a button cuff. So you put an elastic band through the, the, the hole and then loop it around the button so that uh-huh. it's closed. But when you oh, it's up, it's still tight on the sleeve. It makes it sort of expandable. Yes. It's the same, yeah. It's the same idea as an elastic cuff, yes. Well, but here's the brilliant thing, though. I, I don't know if Steve knows that overalls are in. Do you think Steve knows that, Connie? In? 
shell suits are in as well, which is just an abomination. Yeah, shell suits are back. And overalls overalls are kind of in. I mean... You wouldn't catch me in them, but yes, they are unfortunately in. Overalls were last in in about the 1980s when uh-huh. people on top of the pops wore jumpsuits and bikes. That was 40 years ago. Yeah, true. No, that's very. In fairness, so were um, shell suits as well last in. Yes, I remember yeah. shell suits well. I owned. Did a, you have a shell suit, Steve? I owned a Scotland shell suit, which oh. was very fetching with jaggy lines on it. Do you remember there was a spate of reports of people um, catching fire? Yes. Yes. Highly flammable things. Uh, Little frisson of danger to add to your day. Anyway, what did you think of that tip? Decent tip. Decent tip. Yep. Yep. Okay. I will talk off again then. Jingle me again. Door plates. To clean door plates without messing up the surrounding wood, cut a frame the size of the plate in heavy cardboard. Slip it over the plate when cleaning. Mrs G. Stewart, 5 Westmount Street, Aberdeen. Wait, stop. What's a door plate? <laughs> the brass bit on a plate that you would push to shut it. Aha. Okay, right. Aha. Okay, okay. okay. I'm with you. Right, sorry. Okay, you only ever see them in schools and hospitals and things now anyway. Right, say that. So, you want... No, I'm lost now. So, you're cleaning the door... Yes, so you're cleaning the door plate, which is made of brass and will tarnish. Right. So you need to keep it clean, but Uh if you go and put brasso or spray stuff on it, it would go on wood and discolour the wood. Ah, okay, okay, right. So create a bit of cardboard the size of the door Um. or the surrounding area of the plate. Yeah, just, just. I mean, I'm not sure how. No, it definitely means that the size of the door. She's absolutely. I'm not sure how how liberally you apply brasso in your life, Connie. But you're not sloshing it from four feet away. <laughs> you never know. Um, well, I've got a picture in my head of Connie with a door-sized piece of cardboard. <laughs> it would be bigger than you, Steve. So. In fairness, Connie, most of us, it, would, to be fair. it would be bigger than you as well. Otherwise, your doors are too small for you to get through. <laughs> hmm. um, I was just—I was only checking. I mean, a, a door plate. I was thinking like a letterbox at first, to be honest. Which it's I mean, it would work for that as well. I mean, if it was a, a brass letterbox, it so would work for that, as well. that seems I, I quite say, I've never, I've never quite. Um, find myself sufficiently exercised to clean to the extent that I'm going. I, I, there are no brass objects in my house, but I, I would struggle to. to I find have brass door plates, and oh, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but um, the staff or my wife might do it. What's the difference <laughs> between the staff and your wife, Steve? Oh, one of them requires much more money. <laughs> <laughs> um. I well right, hang on. Got cardboard. Uh, the cardboard seems quite wasteful. Why not just a you know a border of masking tape or similar? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, oh, but you would have a reusable thing template for, for years and years, possibly as you okay. through your uh, door plate cleaning life. Did, does anyone remember my parents would occasionally um, black the 
uh, fire grate in oh, yeah. our rooms. Yeah. The, the, the big, um, we lived in a schoolhouse when I was a kid and the, the, um, a lot of them were, were boarded in and were uncovered in various renovations, but there was really nice, um, grates and including one really nice one in the, what was the fancy room in the house. And I remember them very occasionally, you know, my mom would take it into her head to have a wee tiravi and, and, and get some lead, I think it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and black mm-hmm. the, the, the cast iron for that. Yes. And it, it did come up a treat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I also add to that that if you stick your thumb in it and then press it to your younger brother's forehead, it leaves a black mark that stays for quite some time. Would it work with my older brother or is it to only work with younger brothers? It only works with younger brothers because older brothers ah, tend to take revenge. <laughs> and actually, my mother did tend to, I don't think revenge is the right word, but I was uh, chastised for this. But it was worth it to see my brother walking about with a black spot on his head for quite some time. It's a lot of things, isn't it, Steve? As you've been isolated in your homes, I know what you've been doing. You've been playing cards. But (laughs) I'm enjoying this uh, silence. And What are you going to say now? Quality on my PC, maybe. (laughs) And those cards, if you use them too much, they become a bit sticky, depending on what else you've been eating or doing at the same time. So, jingle me, Chris. Sticky cards. When <laughs> oh, that sounds like a public school thing, really. I'm not sure I want to know what this is. <laughs> I really am not pleased with the way you people might school. Let's Chris, do you that. have a puzzled look on your face? Because I literally am sitting here with somewhat frowned brows and a sort of hmm look. I've got more of a kind of recoiling expression. <laughs> right, go on, Steve. Sticky cards. When playing cards become soiled and sticky, gives them a- <laughs> you're not helping yourself, Finn. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is perfectly. I'm going to right. start again. See where that gets you. Sticky cards. When playing cards become soiled and sticky, give them a light rub with furniture. <laughs> 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 What's funny? Maybe it's just the isolation talking, but man. <laughs> Give them a light rub with furniture cream and polish well. They deal easily afterwards. Rose Ferrier, Tanadice, Forfall. Well, I don't, honestly, I honestly don't know what you're laughing at. I mean, it's, it's amusing that you're laughing, but. What? I'll be I'll be back in a minute. Carry on. <laughs> well, shall we shall we take a quick ad break and let yes. Connie recover herself? Uh, while Connie composes herself, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> oh God! I finally cracked. There are a thousand topics of conversation in these pass it on books that we base this podcast on, you know, and we sell them. Just go to dcthompsonshop.co. .uk and at checkout enter the code DARNING to get 20% off. Here's your bonus ad break tip. An old plastic mac can be used to make waterproof mittens for rainy or snowy days. Make big enough to cover woolly gloves. They keep children's hands warm and dry. And we're back, albeit virtually. I don't even think Connie's had a glass of wine tonight, but that that just absolutely sent her over the edge. <laughs> oh, that All was right. funny. Steve, have you got any that aren't just pure filth? <laughs> I take 
exception to that, you know. <laughs> anyway, okay. Remember when we first started out doing this podcast thing? Oh, oh. I, I experimented with the notion of adopting a posh Morningside accent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny. Oh, please do it again. I'm going to, because I think this <laughs> next tip, it needs a posh Morningside accent. <laughs> Omelette pan. An omelette pan should never be washed, but rubbed clean with kitchen paper and a little salt, whilst still warm. T. Haylar, Garden House, Milton of Campsie. <laughs> I can't bear it any longer. <laughs> What's an omelette pan? Who has an omelette pan that should never be washed? That's why I thought that woman deserved a posh accent. Surely anything eggy should be washed. That's a very good point, Chris. Uh, whatever your name is. <laughs> I put my full name in on the on the screen this time, and oh, you guys, did. and you, because last week I was just the dunce in the corner with only one name, and you guys have somewhat casualed yourselves down. Sorry and about that. I look, yeah, exactly. Anyway, omelette pan. Have you got an omelette pan? Yes. I do not have an omelette pan, no. I but I do have, though, uh, um, two, in fact, single egg frying pans. Oh, yeah, I have one of them. It's cute. That's the same. Do you know the, the difference between working class and middle class? Frying it's, pans. No, it is a cooking implement, though. If you blender. Own, no, everybody's got a blender. I don't. Yes, Mixer? you do. No, I don't. Stop, Connie, stop. Just Please stop just naming kitchen implements. <laughs> Right, if you own a tagine, you're middle class. I do you own a tagine, either of you? No. I don't, no. Right, okay. In that case, do I? I dare say Cook does somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I don't, to be fair, I've not lived here long enough to have that many kitchen items, to be fair, because I feel like they kind of collect over time, right? Yeah, they do, yeah. They appear in your house. It's like wired coat hangers. Nobody on earth can remember where all their coat hangers came from. Have Have either of you been tempted in the current uh, lockdown to buy a bread maker? Has that no. um, temptation uh, crossed your mind? I already no. own one, yes, and it's been out and been used. Oh, the first time for years. My friend makes hers in our slow cooker. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing, like amazing. And it comes out sort of oval shaped, like a sort of tiger bread loaf. It's really good. Well, that does sound, that's a good check, yeah. yeah. So the reason, obviously, we did uh, cleaning tips for this episode is uh, in, we don't want to har- harp on too much about um, the current situation because, frankly, it's quite nice to get away from it for a little while. But it is worth reflecting that, you know, we're talking about people with the, the exactly the skill sets that, that we need right now. We're talking to people who um, can make bread and can clean thoroughly and can make their own entertainment. And there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know who, what these people would benefit from doing? Buying this book, that's what. And they can do that. We can. You can phone me. I'll be sitting at my dining room table. Happy to take your orders. And we should point out that somebody phoned up um, Connie the other day to buy a copy of Pass It On. And Connie um, was very reserved and did not haughtily ask if he knew who she was down the phone. <laughs> the lady was 96. She would then have to go on to explain what a podcast was, and I mean, I wasn't—I really wasn't that bothered. But we're getting a sale. Well, 
you say that, but I've um, been listening recently to a great podcast called um, Old School, which is by the world's oldest podcaster, a woman called Ida Schuster. It's a great podcast. Her um, her stories are are fantastic. So we have, uh, you know, if you if um, Steve's not quite old enough for you, you can go, you know, two or three years older than Steve and go for Ida. Right. The last tip I'm going to give you this evening, it comes with a question. So I'll give you the tip. And then we will ask the question. So, jingle me, Chris. Brightener. Tortoise shell dressing table sets with backs that have become dull can be made to look bright again by rubbing with a little olive oil. Then polish with a soft cloth. Vera Smith, 24 Meadowside, Inverbervie. Now, the question obviously is, is tortoise shell made from real tortoises? No. How do you know that? Well, I'm assuming not, but probably, maybe. I don't know. I, I, the the honest, answer, honest answer is I don't know, but I'm presuming it maybe once was. Do you know the answer, Steve, or are you just asking? No, I actually do know the answer, yeah. I would, it would take an awful lot of tortoise shells to make all this furniture. And, well, hairbrushes and things. Yeah. Yes, tortoise shell is produced from the shells of the larger species of tortoise. Oh, that's but, but not anymore, right? No, surely not. In 1973, the, the trade of tortoise shell worldwide was banned. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. That's a happy note. Well, not, not least because I'm literally wearing tortoise shell glasses right now. <gasps> Chris, I had a tortoise in the 1970s that ran away. Well... I was waiting to say, why do you not still have them then? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't run away, they did it, Steve. Run away and... Chris, you obviously found poor Timothy and made him into <laughs> your specs. I mean, I would run away if I had to live with you as well, Steve, so... <laughs> okay, so I think we will bring it to an end there. It is now 20 to 11 at night for us, so we are off to bed. Steve needs his beauty sleep. And um, Thanks really again does. for joining us. Um, <laughs> and we will see you again next time for some more madness or possibly genius from the households of scotland in the 1950s and for more madness from us here in scotland today take care guys hello chris here And I hope I can assume that if you've reached this part of the podcast, you've enjoyed what you've been listening to and not that you've been the victim of some terrible vinegar related incident at home and been unable to press the pause button on your podcast player. If you have, there's a few things that you might like to do. The first is to buy those books that the Pass It On series is based on. And just to reiterate what Steve said, if you use the discount code DARNING at checkout on dcthompsonshop.co.uk, you'll get a 20% discount on all the books. You can also leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And most important of all, and the thing that means the most to us, spread the word. Make sure other people discover the joy of the Pass It On books as well by recommending this podcast to them. Whatever you've done, though, whether you do none of that or all of that, we've loved having you listening. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time.